show you around imaginary places. Put the money lumps in my bloody stump. Edible, have a spot in the perfect circle. Hi there, I'm Caitlin Daly-Gonzalez, Education Director for the New Haven Symphony Orchestra, and you're listening to Listen Up, the podcast series that shows you how to get more out of the music you love. On each episode this season, we're taking a deeper look at how emotions are expressed in music. Oh man, where were you in August of 2004? I was in the movie theater watching this scene and falling a little bit in love with Ryan Gosling. Why didn't you write? I wrote you 365 letters. I wrote you every day for a year. You broke me? Yes. It wasn't over. It still isn't over. Ryan Gosling staying in love with you for seven years and declaring that it's not over? Swoon! You know what else is fascinating? In that scene, you only hear the rain behind their declarations of love. No music. Not until the big kiss happens, or TBK as I like to call it, do we start to hear the swell of the brass and strings behind them. I'm sure there were production choices for this. There was already heavy rain and we needed to hear their dialogue over it. But also saving the music for TBK makes a statement and adds to the emotions that you're feeling as they finally lock lips after almost a decade apart. In what other ways is love expressed musically across the globe? Is Ryan Gosling-level drama always involved? Can love also be quiet or still? When I first set out to get these questions answered, I had to do a quick pause. As usual, I got real philosophical and pondered, but what is love? And unsurprisingly, that is a very tough question to research. This is because love is an amalgamation of many different emotions all rolled into one. American psychologist Robert Plutchik's research showed that human emotions can be thought of as a color wheel. Just like there are three primary colors that combine to create secondary and tertiary colors, emotions act the same way. Plutchik suggests that there are eight primary emotions, joy, sadness, trust, disgust, fear, anger, surprise, and anticipation. Notice that love isn't in there. That's because, according to his chart, love is the combination of joy and trust. Those of us who are in long-term relationships can attest that most of the time, love can be figuring out boring stuff. Who's doing the dishes? Who's bringing the trash out? Who's picking the kids up? Or spent apologizing or forgiving one another for something annoying that they did. Sorry, babe, I'll take the trash out when I'm done recording this. I promise. I mean, can you imagine if an entire relationship was made up of that crazy feeling that Ryan Gosling makes us feel in that scene in The Notebook? How dramatic! How could you live the rest of your life? So when we think about our favorite love songs or soundtracks from our favorite romantic movies, I'm not sure if there's a specific way to focus on the very broad category of love. Instead, we must look at the breakdown of those sub-emotions that make up the broader category of love and dive into those nuances. Let's start with one of the biggest categories of love songs, those of the unrequited type. Ugh, remember back to those middle school days when you were sure you were just going to die of longing for that one person who just didn't even know that you existed? I'm hypothesizing that on Plutchik's wheel, unrequited love would be the combination of joy without the trust of the other person. What a weirdly mixed, horrible emotion. 
I don't know if anyone captures this painful emotion better than Bonnie Raitt in her song, I Can't Make You Love Me, released in 1991. It's on many lists of the top 100 or 500 songs of all time, but the lyrics are exactly what you need to hear if you're pining for someone. Turns out, Ray got the inspiration from a newspaper article about a man who was drunk and pulled a gun out on his girlfriend. When the judge asked him about it, the man said, you can't make a woman love you if she don't. A variation on the idea of unrequited love is the love story that cannot be, whether it's from feuding families or societal pressures. Bollywood movies and music videos have got the lock on this topic. One of my favorites almost crashed YouTube back in 2019. It's a music video for the song Philal, which is written in Punjabi and Hindi. The word translates to English as for now, and the video showcases a couple that just can't be together because they're married with other people. In this section of the song, singer B. Proc sings these lyrics written by Johnny. Don't ask me questions. Run away with me. I would want to be yours. I am with someone else for now. I would want to be yours. Of course, relationships can be a bit volatile. And where there's passion, sometimes there's also anger. In the Western art song tradition, some of the earliest practitioners of love songs were the troubadours, trouvères, and minnesong across Europe. They were around in the 11th to 13th centuries. Some of them were traveling singers that brought songs of pure, chaste love to different castles. And others were more stationary poet composers that wrote songs to be performed in the courts. The vast majority of them were male, who sang about unattainable women, aka queens and princesses and other castle dwellers, but also about how pure and saintly those women were. There were a few troubarites, or female troubadours. One of them, Beatrice of Dia, is the only one to have their lyrics, melody, and music notated so that we can still play and sing it today. While records indicate that she was married to a count named William, she was actually in love with the most well-known troubadour of her day, a guy named Rambeau. It looks like she and Rambeau had an affair, but then he broke things off, and she was mad. Remember how she's the only Chobaritz to have the song notated? Well, of course it's the one that is about her telling off her ex-lover. In just the first two lyrics, she sings, I must sing of what I do not want. I'm so angry with the one whom I love. Take a listen.
other lyrics talk about how she did nothing wrong and she's glad that she conquered him in love and that she was too good for him anyways. A millennium later and Beyonce had the same reaction after her husband Jay-Z cheated on her. In the song Hold Up and the subsequent famous video where she wields a baseball bat down a street, the queen herself talks about what a wicked way to treat the girl who loves you and questions everyone else's loyalty to him as she stuck by him throughout his career. I would have loved to have hung out with Countess Beatrice and Queen Bee when I was 22 and heartbroken. I would have felt better in no time with this female power surrounding me. Okay, so we've listened to songs about different types of unrequited love and also the angry side of love. But what about just good old-fashioned romantic love that ends up working out? Obviously, we couldn't do an episode on love without playing a little T-Swift. Born two centuries earlier than Miss Swift was none other than Robert Schumann, one of the most well-known writers of love songs in Western classical music history. Much like T, Robert wrote several different types of love songs. This is because the love story of Robert and his wife Clara is one that spans decades. She was 10 years his junior, and he was a student of her father, who was also a famous pianist and teacher. They knew that they were in love shortly after they met, but Clara's father was against them dating and getting married. Ten years after they first met, and three years after they first declared their love for one another, the courts finally allowed their marriage. They had to petition the court because her father kept saying no. So you can imagine that the variety of his love songs and piano pieces are all over the map. Before they admitted their love, he was engaged to another woman, Ernestine von Fricken, and wrote a series of piano variations called Carnival. In Carnival, he plays with four notes to give a little nod to the woman he almost married. The four notes are A, E-flat, C, and B. But in German, the flat sign is pronounced like an S. So when you put the E and the S together, it just sounds like the letter S. And in German, the musical note B is exchanged for the letter H. So those four letters together spell A-S-C-H, or Osh, the town where Ernestine was born. Take a listen to that motif that's first heard in the third movement, Arlequin. It's the first notes that you'll hear in the upper melody. It goes by really fast. And then in the movement right after, Again, it's the first four notes that you'll hear in the upper voices, this time just a skosh slower. They'll be repeated a few bars later. While I adore cryptograms and mental puzzles and think that this would be the absolute most romantic thing a composer husband could ever do for me, other people might want something more, you know, normal. The year that Robert and Clara were finally able to marry, he went on a wild composing streak, 
many of them love songs to his beloved wife. He wrote a whole song cycle dedicated to his wife, one movement of which is called Vidmun, or dedication in English. At the end, the words translate to, You, my soul, you, my heart, you, my rapture, oh, you, my pain, you, my world in which I live, my heaven, you, to which I aspire, my guardian angel, my better self. In the same vein of love and music, 20th century British composer Benjamin Britten wrote many pieces of music that were dedicated to, written about, and sung by his lifelong love, Peter Pears. While Britten and Pears lived as an openly gay couple, they were never permitted to marry. In one song cycle that he dedicated to Pears, Britten took seven sonnets from the poetry of the quintessential Renaissance man, Michelangelo, the original, not the Ninja Turtle. Britain composed this song cycle in 1940 and wrote it specifically to be performed by himself and pairs. During this piece, he used Michelangelo's sonnet number 30, which was written for and about his lover Tommaso de Cavalieri. Towards the end of this breathtaking sonnet are the lines, My will is in your will alone. My thoughts are born in your heart. My words are on your breath. I mean, swoon! Take a listen to them in their native Italian, sung by Peter Pears, while Benjamin Britten is accompanying on piano. So while love is a really complex emotion to navigate, the idea of using it as an umbrella term for other emotions that exist underneath it really helps us in the journey. Whether it's unrequited love, the anger that comes from love, or just pure romantic bliss, there are musical stylings from across human history to capture it all. Listen Up is produced by the New Haven Symphony Orchestra and hosted by me, NHSO Education Director Caitlin Daly-Gonzalez. Season 3 of Listen Up is sponsored by Frontier Communications. Our producer is Katie Bonner-Russo. Our recording engineer and editor is Keith Stryavi. Our research assistant is Dr. Sasha Peiser. To learn more about the New Haven Symphony Orchestra's concerts and award-winning education programs, including free quizzes for teachers to use with this podcast, visit newhavensymphony.org. Filhal to you hain ki kuch kar nahi sakte tere bin hi marna hoga saath mar nahi sakte sukhe se patte hain ek tehni pe lage kismat to dekho ki jhad nahi sakte filhal to you hain ki kuch kar nahi sakte